Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, March 8th. I'm Anthony Grossi. New contract details for Texas A&M AD Ross Bjork. After the A&M System Board of Regents authorized a new deal to put his pay in the top three of SEC ADs. The new pact runs through 2026 with a base pay of $1.45 million plus annual $25,000 increases. The deal has a pair of longevity bonuses available in June 2024 for $450,000 and December 2026 for $375,000. There is also a slew of athletic and academic accomplishment bonuses, including $100,000 for a football national championship. If Bjork chooses to leave for another gig, he'll owe half of the current year's base salary, but if it's a move within the SEC, he'd owe 100%. December 31st of 2024 is set as the date for meaningful conversations with the A&M president about a potential extension. All details according to College AD. Last night's NEC Men's Basketball Championship game was marred by a brawl in the stands that forced a 30-minute delay in the game and sent both Bryant and Wagner teams to their locker rooms. Bryant AD Bill Smith saying, I didn't see any of it, how any of that thing started. All I knew is we needed to finish the game in a first-class manner, get both teams back on the court, shake hands at the end, and finish the game. Bryant enjoyed a 36-point lead at the time of the incident with less than five minutes to go. Both squads did return to complete the game before Bryant fans rushed the court to celebrate the Bulldogs punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Bellarmine clinched the A-Sun Men's Basketball Championship game yesterday with a 77-72 win over Jacksonville, but it's the regular season champs Jacksonville State who will get the conference's automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. As you know, the Knights are not eligible as they are in the second of a four-year transition to Division I. According to ESPN Stats and Information Research, the Louisville-Kentucky-based school is the first men's team in the past 25 seasons win its conference tournament while being ineligible for postseason play. Wright State, which just a few years ago was reportedly seriously considering a move to Division II after cutting softball and men's and women's tennis as part of the $2 million reduction in the athletics operating budget, will now add three sports in the next few weeks, bringing the program into compliance. No word yet on which sports will join the fold. The Raiders are once again headed back to the men's basketball tournament after last night's Horizon League Championship. Washington State Chancellor Elizabeth Chilton says she's ready to jump right in when her athletics oversight kicks in on July 1st. Chilton saying, It is a very high priority for me to hopefully this summer undertake a master plan for the Pullman campus. We have not done so in 10 years. I'm really excited to be working with facilities this summer to get that going. Definitely Beasley Coliseum will be a significant part of that as well as all other athletics structures and facilities. That way, when we're submitting major capital and minor capital requests to the state, we've got a master plan that we're working towards. Extra Points Matt Brown and sports law expert Peter Gopherud discuss what happens in the wake of the Alston case, why more institutions aren't moving to offer academically related awards, other major federal cases that could impact college sports, and several other Alston-related topics that are available only on Connect. SBJ's Michael Smith maths out the potential overall marketplace for collectives using $5 million as the round number for every FBS department, totaling $650 million. 
Smith writing, if this model flourishes, could the CEO of the collective, which is a third-party business, become as powerful as the AD? Open Door CEO Blake Lawrence adds, donors are going to continue to buy the best coaches, they're going to support facilities, and they're going to make sure the athletes are getting paid. It's not this or that, it's this and that. Smith also writes on reports of the Nebraska JMI deal, which isn't completely approved yet and is headed to the UNL Board of Regents next month. Smith writing, the Huskers deal is worth a total of $215 million or $18 million per year. But industry insiders don't believe all of that number is guaranteed. Revenue values can be altered by things like the third party buying a suite or tickets, as well as hitting certain sales goals. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, March 9th. I'm Anthony Grassi, and be sure to check back in later this afternoon.